Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to those who are listening to today's Bold North Sports Podcast, wherever you are. I hope you enjoy this content, and if you do, let a friend know. Here is today's episode. Welcome back to the Bold North Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the news that came out per Jeremy Fowler yesterday with Deshaun Watson. He uh, talked about two teams he'd like to play for, one being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one being your Minnesota Vikings. So we're going to get into that. Then we're going to preview this weekend's NBA All-Star Saturday night, maybe a little bit of the Sunday All-Star game, Uh, make our predictions for the three-point contest, for the dunk contest, who we think are the favorites. Uh, We know there's some value on the board, so we'll uh, tell you about that. But today we have Jackson Borst back on. Borsty, thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah. I paid 600 bucks for these tickets. <laughs> That's an inside joke that uh, nobody will know what that means. And then we also have Lewis Crosby, the second time ever. Uh, Lewis, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Always an honor to be invited on uh, the Bold North Sports Podcast. Well, uh, I'm happy that it is an honor for people that get to come on. Um, also, shout out. Uh, I've been starting to make TikToks. I don't know if anybody has seen those TikToks, but check out the Bold North Sports TikTok channel for some reactions and Wolves pregame, postgames. So check that out. But let's let's get into the Deshaun Watson news. So on Twitter yesterday, Jeremy Fowler tweeted that Deshaun Watson uh, has interest in playing for the Vikings or the Buccaneers. Now, obviously, there's some bad history that's uh, gone on with Deshaun off the field, uh, <laughs> really bad uh, in the last year or so. Um, but you can't deny the fact that he would help the Vikings immensely. Like him, the upgrade that would take place from Kirk Cousins to Deshaun Watson, people forget how good he is. Like, what impact do you guys feel like he would make, like, barring the off the field issues? Well, first, we just got to hope that he would not be suspended for any time if he does get reinstated or whatever the deal is. But yeah. he would really make a huge change in having defenses have to be more aware of him moving around in the pocket. That's obviously the number one thing is that Kirk Cousins, a lot of the times, just when he feels the pressure, he just turtles. But when you get mm-hmm. a quarterback like Deshaun Watson or he's kind of a lesser, a little bit lesser of this, of a. Lamar Jackson feet wise, but much better passer, much better passer. But um, when you get defenses having to worry about that, just another thing that uh, can go into the game plan. And we already have all the other weapons around him. He's never had weapons like uh, Jefferson Thielen and cook in Houston. Um, But one thing that'd be funny is I think that Kirk cousins will maybe have the worst year of his career. If he went to Houston next year. Oh yeah, that would. I mean, Deshaun always had like one of the top five worst offensive lines, and still Mm -hmm. produced at a super high level. So like, people say Kirk needs an offensive line. Deshaun doesn't actually necessarily need a great offensive line. Like he can make it work because he can scramble, he can get out of it, he can elude the pressure. So Borsty, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just you know thinking about this, and Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback in this league. Without a doubt, 100%. Imagine what he, like what you just said, imagine what he could do with the, a good offensive line. And uh, I mean, the question is do the new regime of Kevin O'Connell and Quasey, 
um, will they, you know, bite at the price, which is the reports coming out that it's going to be four or five first round picks. Obviously that probably won't end up being the deal, but it's all about if they want to, you know, mortgage the future off of him, especially yeah. with all the off the field issues and how will the fans react and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't think it'll happen, but honestly, I mean, I would be on board if, if uh, we did make the deal. Yeah, that would, it would definitely be a risky move by uh, a new front office, new head coach. That would just be a huge splash. I, uh, I think, I don't know what it would take to get him. I saw a tweet that it would possibly be uh, like two first rounders, two second rounders, and maybe like Daniil Hunter, something like that. Or, but then you'd also just like have to trade Kirk to another team. Or it's like Kirk and first rounders just to the Texans. Uh, so I don't know, Lewis, what do you think it would take? Yeah, at the same time, the Texans are in a weird spot because they do have Davis Mills, who has proven that he can play in the NFL. And yeah. so they don't like they're not desperate for a quarterback like some other teams. They don't have the leverage. They don't have to completely like fire sell everything, but it's just a huge cap hit that they still have Deshaun Watson on their team and how unhappy he is. But if the Vikings do get him. Uh, it's not a huge difference to Kirk's contract. It's obviously Kirk's is a little more still, but um, but it's, it's not it's a huge good. difference, and it's a huge difference in uh, production. Yeah, so sure. it wouldn't it wouldn't like matter as much for him to make the money as it does with Kirk making the money because with Kirk you need to spend more on the offensive line. Deshaun, like I said, you don't. So yeah, and also yeah. Deshaun is, good is point, locked huh? up. He's locked up for four years. Hopefully not in jail, but in his contract. <laughs> When you said that at first, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. So yeah, that's why I think it, it got, it'd be a huge risk. Uh, does Kwesi have the balls to do it? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, who knows? We'll probably find out um, in the next, if, I mean, if it were to ever happen, it would probably happen in the next month, two months. So yeah. One more thing that's important about this though, is that Deshaun Watson has the no trade clause in his contract. So he can, he's said that he's like blocked a couple other teams that they've had ideas. So it's important that he wants to that he said he would want to be in the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, it would not be a good decision if, you know, we trade for him and then all of a sudden Goodell suspends him for five or, you know, I think no matter what he's going to be suspended. I don't see it scenario of him not getting suspended from all this so yeah then are, are we really interested in just throwing away half of our season i mean I, don't uh, know. I would i don't i mean i'm honestly if you can mortgage like a half a year but you also can guarantee four or five more years with him like obviously it 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 uh doesn't say good things about your organization that you want a player <laughs> like that i guess but yeah. you're also in the long run probably going to help the organization in terms of winning. So it's a opportunity cost, happy medium. Um, anything else? Uh, uh, we can talk about quickly. The Vikings announced today that they're hiring, not like basically an entirely new staff. The offensive coordinator is still up for grabs. I believe the favorite is probably Wes Phillips, son of Wade Phillips. They announced the defensive coordinator is Ed Donatel. Uh, quarterbacks coach is, uh, something O'Hara, I forget the first name now. Uh, assistant quarterbacks coach Jared Johnson. I'm going to see how many I can name here. Um, the defensive line coach, this is off the top of the noggin, I think is some, uh, Mr. Rumpf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I've got. But 
you can guarantee the sideline is going to look extremely new next year besides Keenan McCardell. Are you guys – and then uh, also Mike Pettin is going to be the assistant head coach. He's been around a long time, fairly well-known. Uh, I know we don't know a lot about these names, but you guys have any thoughts on these? Yeah, I just think that it's important, like a guy like – to bring a guy like Mike Pettin in because Kevin O'Connell is a first-time head coach, and you don't want only young guys – Although, yeah. like, how great that might be. You, you want one at the helm, but uh, you kind of want someone who's been a head coach before, even if he hasn't had a ton of success, just to kind of steer time management in the right direction and, like, how to deal with some players in the right direction, too. They don't have to be making, like, X's and O's plays, but just kind of helping a first-time head coach yeah. test the waters, you know? Yeah. Boris, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, you know, as well as uh, Ed Donatel. Um, he's been Fangio's longtime assistant. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really good hire because a lot of the talk was Fangio's the most coveted defensive coordinator. And he said that he's, you know, taking a year off. And, uh, I guess this is, you could say the next best thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited for Kevin O'Connell. I mean, if you look at McVeigh's, uh, like coaching tree, you got Zach Taylor, just took his team to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, yep. Matt LaFleur. You know, his, his success, Matt LaFleur. Um, you know what I feel about Brandon Matt Brandon Staley. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all, all of them. It's it's very impressive, and I'm extremely happy with this. Also, one more thing about Kevin O'Connell is that he's not up in – like most coordinators are up in the uh, press box, or not the press box, whatever it's called. Yeah. But – uh. Kevin O'Connell is also on the sideline with uh, Sean McVay as an offense coordinator, which is a little different, but yeah. I think that kind of will help him transition to be a head coach a little easier because he's already yeah. done. Yeah, I always prefer Agreed. the I always prefer the coordinators to be on the field. Same. Especially like Clint Kubiak, just tucked away up in the rafters at US Bank Stadium, <laughs> uh, making horrible calls. Nobody's looking at him. <laughs> also, uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Wes Phillips is gonna bring the same energy as his uh, dad wade phillips if he ends up getting hired with the cowboy hats and funny <laughs> videos and stuff before the game that could be, be i don't i don't know anything about Wes phillips other than his dad is wade and that he's the rams tight end coach i think yep. so that makes me believe that he'd be more in favor of a running offense just because a tight end coach i don't know i could be wrong uh but we'll see and yeah, uh, you just look be... of you just look at in the first quarter of the super bowl how open they were getting odell when they had yeah. two weapons and when you yeah. have Thielen and uh, Jefferson, I think that that'll be a Irv Smith. huge one. Yeah. One, even one, two, three punch next year. Okay. Imagine the Vikings trade for Deshaun Watson. They have Thielen, Jefferson, Irv Smith, Dalvin cook. What? Uh, so right now they're like, I saw uh, the way too early predictions for next year, the odds for winning the Super Bowl. Vikings were like mid tier, maybe a little below mid tier. How lower. high? How much higher would they get? Assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended. Yeah, I mean, look. Obviously, I'm a homer, but I think that's a top five team in the NFL. Period. Period. That is unbelievable. That is like Chiefs esque right there with those weapons. I still don't think that the offense was really the issue last year. I think it's so much exactly gonna say, the issue. I was going to exactly. say that. But, yeah, the defense, I think, next year is going to be horrendous. Uh, no way to put it. Like, they're gonna ha- not going to have Anthony Barr, maybe Patrick Peterson, 
Uh, Daniil Hunter will be there. Kendricks will probably be there. But no like way the Emerson's coming back, right? Probably not. No. Like the, the, the D tackles were horrible last year. Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson didn't do anything. People thought they'd bring run-stopping ability. That didn't happen. Yeah, Dantzler, Dantzler would take a step, but he didn't really take a step. I like Cam Dantzler. I think he has a bright future, but yeah, last year it wasn't very good still. Like they had to play Chris Boyd. He was horrible. Uh, and then safety, who are their safeties? Bes- oh, Xavier Woods, Harrison Smith. Do you, do you think both of those guys will be back? Bynum. Harrison Smith for sure be back. He signed a long contract. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Xavier Woods, what about him? I can't remember. What I don't remember. Contract. I like Bynum. Bynum. Bynum was solid. Yeah, I agree. But are we just going to have to beat – are we just going to have to – beat teams like 38 to 28 next year pretty much or something well, i mean it, i don't know but yeah. our our first rounder will be a defensive player so. i agree sauce gardner from uh what team was he on red team oh cincinnati sauce Gardner, yeah. the cornerback yeah. yeah i like that pick especially if you can get uh deshaun watson uh all right <laughs> let's move on the nba this weekend uh the wolves Quickly, the Wolves have been playing good basketball. They're 31 and 28. Their over under before the season was 34 and a half wins, and they still have 23 games left. So they are exceeding expectations. Uh, the Pat Patrick Beverly, the addition of him was fantastic. Just a little mid mid season uh, talk. Uh, but this weekend is the All Star break. The Saturday night skills competitions. The Three-point contest, dunk contest, always exciting. Lewis, quickly, me and Borsty were talking about this before. What do you think is the best all-star weekend in sports? Best all-star weekend in sports? Uh, I think the one that's trending up the most right now is the NHL. I think that that's gotten immensely better within the last few years, switching to three-on-three, and their skills competition this year in Vegas was super cool with some of the events like on the on this trip itself. Obviously, the NFL, no one, no one cares about at all. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, the MLB one is always just like the best game because people are actually trying. Yeah. But I mean, the basketball one I think has the most viewers and people tune into the most just to see more the three point competition and the uh, slam dunk contest. Yeah, we were we were talking about that. I think baseball, it's almost impossible not to be the like best game because baseball you can't like fake it like the pitchers mm-hmm. aren't going to just throw lobs over the plate so that's probably the best game and then you have the home run derby so that's always a good weekend also the I, NHL, yeah the nhl players get a decent bonus if they win the three i think that's three. what that's changed in the nba too before it used to just be zero defense but in the last couple of years they changed the rules where you play up to a oh score. yeah some weird scoring thing yeah but that has made it way more interesting and it's made the players like try super hard at the end it's been good so we're yeah. gonna the, the difference is for the nba though is that they all make 100 million dollars of that game everyone at least compared to the probably. nhl where they're making five to ten in that game probably uh all right let's make our predictions here the three-point contest I'll list out the players, and we can all pick a player. Patty Mills, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Luke Kennard, Trey Young, Fred Van Fleet, Desmond Bain, and from your Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns. Borsty, who do you like in this? I like Cat. I really do. And I'm not just saying that. I think he, he – I mean, he said last night he's coming to win. I'll go with him, but 
if you know you're saying, "Oh, you're a Timberwolves fan, you can't pick him," I'll go with Trey Young. Okay, Lewis. I know you don't know all these players, but give me your best shot. You know, I've been following the league a little bit closer recently, and I'm a big Luke Kennard guy. I've been watching him close the last five <laughs> games. Um, I think that he uh, is pretty good coming out of Duke, another uh, white guy shooting. Yep. Um, and I think that uh, you don't really want to pick the chalk favorite because those guys never actually win. So, like, unless you're Steph Curry, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel like Trey Young is just like almost the obvious choice, but yeah, I just don't yeah, think he's that. He's the odds on favorite. You got a little bit of values plus five fifty, and it's just kind of someone who just gets hot. You just got to be hot at the right time. And it's, it's a crap shoot. It'll be interesting to watch cat because he's the only, yeah, he's the only big man. So he's representing the big men. Uh, I think people around the league, if he does well, will realize how good of a shooter he is. I think people know cat's a good shooter, but they don't actually know. Like he's always been a 40% three point shooter with volume. So uh, if I were to choose one besides cat shout out uh, Desmond Bain, he is the second year player from Memphis. He's on the Grizz or he didn't go to Memphis. I don't know where he went. He's on the Memphis Grizzlies. I forget what college he went to, but he can get hot and he's got range and he's been unbelievable for the Grizzlies this year. So that's my pick for that. Uh, the dunk contest, a few young guys. So we have uh, Obi Toppin of the Knicks, Jalen Green of the Rockets, Cole Anthony of the Magic, and Juan Toscano Anderson of the Warriors, who is the underdog. Uh, I know who Lewis is going to pick. I'm going to go Jalen Green. He's the chalk. He's a high flyer for the Rockets. Uh, he played on the G League Ignite team last year. He's a rookie this year. Uh, but I think if you guys don't know who this guy is, you will by the end of the weekend. Who do you got? Jack? I got Cole Anthony. I got uh, I got Ain't No Stopping Obi Toppin, purely because of the name. <laughs> I uh, think that that's the way to go. You, you hear the people picking uh, in March Madness. They pick – some people pick uh, the teams with the best mascots, and that works out for them. And I this huh. time picking the guy with the best name. I like it. Uh, why do you why do you think Cole Anthony's your pick, uh, Jackson? Well, I just think he's really athletic. Um, I mean, no one has watched that dumpster fire of a team of the Magic this year, so he's a little bit of a sleeper. Um, yeah, I just think he's going to bring the heat. Do people even care about the dunk contest anymore? Because like the three point contest has taken the top. It used to be the dunk contest back when, like, uh, I'd say the last years where the dunk contest was huge was with Zach Levine yeah. and Aaron Gordon. Uh, but now the three-point contest is the is the one to watch. Because the that's name of people in the dunk contest, like. Right. The last couple of years, I, I don't even care who wins. Why, why I mean, do players not want to be in it anymore? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Like, Anthony Edwards, I know, says he will never be in it. I don't know why. In-game uh, dunker. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, in-game dunker which I, I respect that, the, the, the dunk contest, yeah. Um, so then we have the all-star game. Do you guys want to uh, – no, nah, that's stupid. We could predict who the MVP of the all-star game is going to be, <laughs> but that's just a crapshoot. Nobody ever knows. Carl is plus 3,000 to win the MVP. So if you want – he said he's going for the MVP in his press conference last night. And the three-point yeah. round. Yeah, he's going for both. That would be the sweep. Uh, he said he worked out after the game last night. He's acting like it's a game. 
like he's taking it seriously. So I respect that. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch this weekend. Anything else you guys want to hit on in this podcast before we say goodbye? I got nothing else. Maybe good, good PGA tour event this weekend though. All top Genesis, 10. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, the players always rave about that course. Uh, Ricky has gotten off to a hot start. I think he was plus two through 10. Uh, so <laughs> at, the, at that easy course, <laughs> like Jordan Spieth was five under through Ted. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan's uh, tied for first right now at minus five with Morikawa. Uh, Ricky is plus one. So he changed putters again this week. He is just God. I don't know what's happened. Is he career... going to have to play on like the corn fairy tour next year? Okay, he's not that. <laughs> no, like it, it, it's getting to the point where he's not in the majors. He's getting like he only's playing in this tournament because he got a sponsor exemption. Uh, he's get uh, it's it's becoming bad. It's kind of you got sad. you got Nick Faldo chirping him on Golf Channel. It's no. not good. I don't know why people hate him so much. He's such a good guy. He just well, I think it's because he's extremely overhyped for the last I don't know fifteen years. No, he had one year where he was like top five in every major well, literally yes yeah 2014 yeah literally top five well, he, and then, he can be good it's i don't know i don't know he's lost doing. his confidence uh uh he switched coaches swing coaches after butch Harmon stopped traveling and ever since he's been horrible so that's mm. the reason so talk people blame pick this weekend i i know jack doesn't follow pga tour as much as no, I no, no no a little bit okay i'll give you a pick uh i like just based off the leaderboard now, I guess. Uh, Jason Kokrak. Okay. I like Jason Kokrak. He's been a he's been really good the last couple of years. Minus four right now. That's kind of why. Not bad. I, I haven't looked at the leaderboard this morning, but I think my pick is just going to be a chalk pick. It's going to be Justin Thomas. He has looked really good the last couple of weeks. But he was really he good had, last week. Well, yeah, he, he just he just had like five eight hole stretches where he's kind of given it away. And the, rest the problem the, with him has been his putting. Yeah. Although I'll tell you, he went uh, this morning on holes one through three. He was four under in the three-hole stretch. So JT is feeling it. Yeah. Borsty, who's your pick? I'll go uh, John Rahm. I like that, that too. <laughs> it's a safe pick, number one in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm like, what is JT, number two in the world or something? Three in the world? Uh, no, he's like six or seven. Oh, he dropped. Where's Cantley? Where's Cantley? Is he Cantley's top, he's top, top five, five in the world, though? World Cantley's ranking? number three in the world. Talk, Man, I know you were was... at Waste Management last week. How was that experience? It was good. I went three days. Uh, I will say it's always uh, unbelievable to me how they can get so many people on a golf course, like, and – uh like the volunteers they do such a good job i guess uh i was only went into the 16th hole for about 10 minutes on friday so you weren't throwing uh, beer cans on the no i was right. not what my my thing about that is i don't mind the throwing the beer cans on after a hole in one but not on chipping for like other things it's just like stupid yeah the problem is if you give those drunk people any ounce of like an opportunity like now they're gonna <laughs> freaking i hope they don't do it next year I, the, the hole in one is like, that's great. Throw it yeah. on, throw it on for that. But for any other little thing, like yeah. that happens in every hole. Like you don't need to I agree. have this huge delay every single time. I agree. I'm not I trying to sound like an old man golf analyst. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's too much when you're doing it for chip-ins and uh, 
birdies. Like, you, it, there's no reason to hold up play. Uh, so I was watching. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I was watching uh, Jason Duffner hit golf balls for about an hour. I was about ten feet from him. It was the most mesmerizing experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you could watch any player on tour hit golf balls, just seven irons. I don't think you could choose anybody better than Duffner. I mean, he has his waggle, hits the ball, same thing every time, and then he goes and shoots ten over. <laughs> did you talk? Did you like say hi to him? No, his caddy like had a little interaction with me, but I don't, nothing really. That's funny. <laughs> uh, how about how about this next year in Arizona though? Uh, waste management Super Bowl. and Super yeah. Bowl in the same week. That place could be crazy. I've oh, already yeah. talked with my grandparents that so we're gonna buy uh our tickets earlier this year because you're gonna have to. Yeah, smart. That should be go, awesome. go to that. Go to that on Saturday and then go to the Super Bowl on Sunday. That's quite the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I never I've never gone to the tournament on Saturday. It's just I it's not I it wouldn't even unless you're 21 years old, uh I don't think you'd want to. It's just yeah. way too many people. So I always go Wednesday, Thursday, and this year I went Friday too. But okay. uh that's the waste management. Uh Genesis should be a good tournament this weekend. I think that's all. The timer's running out per usual on the Zoom call. So we appreciate everybody listening. Check out uh, this on YouTube or Spotify. And then check out the Bold North Sports TikTok channel uh, for more content. Everybody have a great day.